So when I first started doing research for what people needed to see in an online newborn course, the thing that kept popping up the most was what to do when there is no natural light in your client's home. And that was number one, hands down, the biggest stressor for most photographers. And so I knew that that had to be a really super important part of this newborn course that's coming out. And it is a huge chunk of the course. And I tried to provide lots of different lighting situations um, in order to kind of teach you to make you more confident when you walked into someone's home. So today I wanted to talk about a few things that you can do when there is no natural light in your client's home. And I know there's a lot of people out there who don't want to use artificial or added light. So I'm going to talk to you people, even though I disagree with you, to each us, to, to each us, to each us our own. Why can't I talk like a normal human? Honestly, like, why are you guys listening to this? You guys are crazy. You're crazy for listening to my craziness. So get a pen and paper because I think you're going to want to take notes on this one, guys. As a lifestyle newborn photographer, you know how important quality newborn education is to your business. But where do you find that education without feeling overwhelmed by one quick Google search? Have you ever walked into a client's home and the unknown lighting situation low-key freaks you out? Have you ever handed the baby over to mama at the first sign of a fuss instead of attempting to soothe them yourself? Have you ever brought a list of poses you found on Pinterest, but they were difficult to implement and they felt a little stiff and awkward? Yeah, I've been there too. When I first started lifestyle newborn photography eight years ago, I couldn't efficiently soothe babies. I would have a minor meltdown if there wasn't enough natural light and I found all of my poses on Pinterest and I wasn't able to capture that natural and authentic love. Sure, I got some cute photos, but there was definitely something missing. So I lurked in Facebook groups and spent hours searching YouTube to learn how to take that chef's kiss Mwah! amazing newborn photo. You can do it like that too. It only took me, oh, eight years and three of my own kids to learn what I know now. <laughs> okay, but seriously, do you want to achieve those beautiful newborn images you dream about and start charging a higher price tag on your newborn sessions in a fraction of the time that it took me? I got you. Enter Calm the Chaos, the Lifestyle Photographer's Guide to Newborn Session. In this virtual self-paced course, you'll learn how to nail in-home lighting in every situation, swaddle and soothe like a baby whisperer, create natural, comfortable poses, plan and execute a smoother session flow. Head to brittanyrenee.com slash newborn dash course to get on the wait list. I've also linked it in the show notes. I'll be sharing sneak peeks from the course, free goodies, and an exclusive offer just for those on the wait list. All right, if you know me or if you follow me on social media, you know that I prefer to use added light. It gives me flexibility to shoot in darker rooms without having to stay near the window. Um, added light doesn't have to be scary. I promise you. I, mean, I used to be scared of it. I used to be like, I'm a natural light photographer. And you know what I say about natural light photographers or self-proclaimed natural light photographers. It just means you don't know how to use flash and you're scared to admit it. <laughs> Hard truths, guys. So flash or added light is really similar to window light if you know how to use it and you can even use it to enhance your window light. But for the purpose of this episode, I'm gonna assume you don't have added light or you just don't wanna use it. Let's dive into a few rules to keep in mind with any type of light. And I know I've said this in a previous podcast, but I'm gonna repeat it because you can never hear it too many times. You can never hear it too many times. Oh man, my uh, 
my transcript is definitely going to say here instead of here. So hear it. Number one, light travels in a straight line until it's deflected onto another path. You can deflect light onto another path by reflecting it or bouncing it. Number two, light fades as the source is moved further away. So think of shooting close to a window versus stepping a few feet away. What happens when you step a few feet away? The light isn't as bright. Number three, the larger the light source relative to the subject, the softer the shadow to highlight transition. So think of a large window versus a smaller window. The larger window is going to have softer shadows, while the smaller one will have harder, more contrasty shadows. You also want to consider the paint in a room. Darker walls are less likely to bounce light than a white wall. I forgot to say number four on that one. That was number four. And this is number five. <laughs> Non-neutral color colored walls will create a color cast. Uh, so if you have red walls, ugh, it's going to put a, like a pinkish reddish tint on your client's skin. Definitely not ideal for babies who are already a little red to begin with. Number six. Yes, number six. 45 degree angle is the gold standard for portrait lighting. It helps avoid unwanted shadow pockets on the face and add some visual interest. So if you were to shoot with light straight on your subject facing directly into the light, there would be no shadows. Shadows help create more a more interesting image. You can manipulate your shadows to fit your stylistic needs and create some really awesome image images. So let's say you walk into a home and there isn't a lot of light. What are you going to do? Are you going to go into the corner and cry? <laughs> no, you're not. You're going to stay calm. You're not going to panic. And if there's a window, there is light. Unless they blacked it out for some reason. But you know, like, let's not talk crazy here. Second, Make sure you're shooting in RAW. It's going to be a lot easier to edit and save those shadows when you're shooting in RAW. Third, make sure your settings on your camera work for lower light. You'll want your aperture as wide open as possible, and that means you're a low f-stop number. Wide apertures let in more light to your sensor. Bump your ISO up as high as you can without a lot of noise. So ISO is how sensitive your sensor is to light. The higher the number, the more sensitive it will be to light, making your images brighter. But also as you go up, it's going to get a little grainier. So you have to find that fine line before it gets too grainy and go just below that. When shooting indoors, I like to live with my shutter speed between 1 100th of a second to 1 250th of a second. If you've heard me talk about my flash or using flash, you can't shoot any faster than 1 250th of a second with a flash anyway. So depending if there's toddlers or not, I'm going to go as high as 250. If there's no toddlers, maybe, and no flash, maybe I'll go down to 1 100th of a second. As you may well be aware, little kids tend to not sit still very long, so you can't really have that slower shutter speed with them because everything's going to be blurry. In an ideal situation, I want my shutter speed to be a bit faster, but if I'm working in lower light, 1 250th will do, of a second will do. So next, find the light. Remember, larger window, softer shadows. Smaller window, more contrasty shadows. 
we're going to get close to the window and we're going to face the subjects towards the window at about 45 degree angle. So the window light is going to be hitting the side of their cheek. One cheek, not both, one cheek. You may want to turn them slightly towards the window a little bit more so you're, so you're going to be hitting light on both of their eyes. You want to make sure there are catch lights, which is basically just a fancy word for highlights, in both of your subject's eyes. When you don't have highlights in their eyes, they look flat and empty. Not so good. Not so good. If it really is still too dark and there are too many shadows for your liking, you can use items to reflect the light back onto your subject. Remember the rule, light travels in a straight line until it's deflected onto another surface. That's where this rule is going to come into play. You can use anything white that would reflect light back into the shadow of your subject. You can use a reflector, even a white foam board, or if you want to get crafty, you can use a Rubbermaid lid. Have someone hold the reflector on the opposite side of the subject as the window so that the window light hits the surface and directs back into the shadowed area. Now lastly, go ahead and just lean into that darkness. You can create some really cool images in darker situations. So try doing a backlit silhouette in front of the window. Backlighting a baby is a great way to show off their side profile and you can also catch subtle details like the hair on their skin by using backlighting. In fact, backlighting is the preferred method when capturing a macro or detail shots. You can even use the contrast of a dark background shadow with your subject being more brightly lit to create a really cool negative space image. So like I said, in Calm the Chaos, the Lifestyle Photographer's Guide to Newborn Sessions, I take you through multiple lighting situations so you feel confident walking into any situation. Again, you can hop into the wait, not into, I guess you're into it. You can hop onto the wait list to get behind the scenes sneak peek of the course, some pretty cool freebies, and an exclusive offer just for being on the wait list. So go ahead and head to brittanyrenee.com slash newborn dash course, or I shared it in the show notes. So thanks for listening today, guys. If you have any questions about light or any of the rules that I shared today, hop over to Instagram and shoot me a DM or comment in the Facebook group and asking whatever your questions about light are. Blah, 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 blah. Thank goodness for editing software because I'm such a weirdo. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. I'd love to hear what you thought about today's episode or hear any questions you might have. Drop me a DM on Instagram at Brittany Renee underscore photo. That's B-R-I-T-T-N-I-E. R-E-N-E-E underscore P-H-O-T-O. If you haven't already, be sure to join the free Facebook group for photographers. That's bit.ly slash capture the chaos FB. And lastly, it would help me out so much if you could leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Reviews help boost ratings so that I can reach other photographers who need a friend in the community just like you. Again, thanks so much and I'll see you next time.